Good day to you. You are listening to Talking About Death Will Not Kill You. I am Lisa and I'm not going to kill you. Well, I might. Depends what you do. Don't piss me off. We see how I react. Um. Anyway, <laughs> quick question. If you're driving, don't do this. But if you're if you're able to have one hand free, hands up those people that consider themselves a pretty avid recycler. All right. Now put your hands back down. Now put your hand up. If you do some composting at home, that you do, you know, your your gut, your kitchen waste, your your green items. Hands up if you do that. Okay, okay, you can put your hands down. Thank you so much for participating. I really appreciate that. Now, hands up if you would be interested in human composting. It's probably not a lot of hands up, but you know, I've got mine up. Um, you can put your hands down if you have your hands down. Now, so technically. That's what we're going to talk about today, by the way. Hi, <laughs> we're going to talk about human composting. How exciting! I wish I had um, oh, what's his name, Pete Cundall from um, Gardening Australia, or that Costa guy from um, the 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 uh, or Dirt Girl. Man, if I could have Dirt Girl on this episode, this would be great. I was sent a link to a, a YouTube video about human human. I'm not going to say it properly. So sorry human composting and I watched it it was a 30 minute video and I shared it on the Facebook page so that was probably a couple of weeks ago now that you'll be listening to it, or it might be last week depends when I decide to air this episode I might be airing this tomorrow um and basically it's a 30 minute video and they talk about um uh, these wonderful people in America trying to get human composting off the ground and not literally off the ground but making it legal because it's not legal in um many states so at the moment in America, it is only legal in Washington, Oregon, and Colorado. I have to say that slowly. Washington, Oregon, and Colorado. Um, they are trying to get it legalized in California, and they um, it was getting um, it was up. The bill was up to be legalized, and it was postponed till 2020. Fuck! I really shouldn't be doing this episode. I can't even talk. 2022. So it's been postponed. Um, to look at till 2022 due to the fact that um, due to COVID, inverted commas, you can't see me do it with my hands, COVID, and literally this is what they had down, that it's too weird. They had the words too weird written down. Um, and, you know, it has nothing to do with the fact that the governor was being up for re-election re and they didn't want to, you know, rock the boat with his chances of being re-elected. So anyway, um, I learned a lot of stuff about human composting and I thought that I could just basically chat about it with you guys. I really would love to speak to the people who deal with this in the States and I have sent them messages, um, but I doubt I'm going to get a reply. So I figured I'm just going to do my episode and if they want to join me, then, you know, we can, we can do another episode and we can revisit this because I really, it really appealed to me. So at the moment, when you die, you basically have a few options. You can be buried. And your burial can vary. It can be um, in a tomb, um, below ground. It can be even above ground in some countries. But that's pretty much, you know, your extent of burial. Then you've got cremation. And cremation um, uh, usually means you get burnt into ashes and you either will, again, get buried, get put into a cemetery in a plot somewhere, whether it's in a wall or in the ground. Either way, you get buried. Um, or... People can have their ashes done with special things, as we've discussed before, beautiful art pieces being scattered in the ocean, all sorts of things that you can do. You can even 
take them home and put them in your garden if you want. So it's kind of like a home burial sort of thing. Um, and then there is the third category, which is science. So people donating to their, their bodies to science, whether it be as cadavers to hospitals or forensic sort of training or whether it be like people like the body farm um, where people donate their bodies to the body farm where they can um, – I'm using um a lot and I apologise, where where the scientists can see how the body reacts over time and changes and it allows them to then go to crime scenes and anticipate how long that body's been there because they have other bodies to base it on. So uh, you have those basic, it is those basic three choices. There are variants of how you can be buried. You can have a natural burial. You can, um, and where basically it's not a coffin, it's more of a, a shroud and a shroud is a natural let's just say a natural covering, natural coffin. So you can even have wicker coffins that are, I would say, in my mind, I'm probably going to be incorrect in the way I'm saying it, but this is just how I interpret it. It's, they're biodegradable. When you think of coffins in the in the traditional form with the hard wood, you know, that takes a long time to break down. And some of them are varnished and have handles and have beautiful satin inserts. And that shit takes a long time to to break down and as we've learned from previous episodes you know some places burials take place in concrete cases so they will will not um they will not break down and not in the traditional sense the body will break down but the actual coffin themselves pretty much their integrity stays as is so uh you've got that sort of side of it uh cremation you've got variants because you've got the traditional form that is through fire uh, in a kiln, in a kiln, I'm going to call it a kiln. It's not an oven. It's a kiln. Uh, like a wood, you just burn like a wood fire pizza. Mm -mm -mm. Um, or you've got your water cremation. My daughter is off to the side and she's snickering. My kids are here, so if you hear them, this is just normal part for them. They they love hearing mum talk about this. Don't you girls? Mm, they shut me up. You no, know, you're not going to die. You're going to live forever. We all are. We're going to live forever. Uh, my yes, but my nana was my mum was different. She was sick. But if you don't get sick, you'll live forever. You oh. become a uniform, and you'll sweat sprinkles, and you'll and you'll decorate cupcakes wherever you go. What if I get sick? If, if you get sick, you'll just get better. What <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, on the plus side, at least you can't get sick when you're dead. Hey, there you go, silver lining. Yeah, but you can't. You know, How do you know? You could see other dead people. You could go hang out with Elvis. You could go hang out with Prince. You don't know who you don't know who I, those two people are. I kind of, I kind of feel like I've been dead before. Mm. Well, I'm going to talk about how people can be used as compost. So you might want to go and do something else. No, no. You want to hear about this, do you? Yes. All right. Well, you go hear it from the other room while you're doing well, your thing. Well, no. And I'm going to tell you how they do that. So you just listen in. So. Educational. I'm doing the edumacation. This is what I do on a daily basis, and I'm doing some more edumacation. So basically, um, it's they also refer to it as NOR, which is natural organic reduction, um, and it's quite cool, right? So what they do is the dead body is put. It's it's so these they call them pods. Well, this this uh, company that's in America, who's in California, trying to get it legalized. Um, this is how they have it set up. I don't know if they're all the same, but this is this is really cool. So it's a whole wall, and it's and they've got these pods now. Uh, if you've ever seen uh, movies where Japanese people kind of sleep in these little pods that go into the wall, so they're, they're kind of like 
it basically, the thing it resembled to me basically was like when you see morgues in movies sort of thing, when you see them open up the silver door um, and the body comes out slid on a, on a tray and it's a nice little fridge to keep the body cold. So these pods, even though they looked much nicer, they looked like fancy futuristic um, spaceship pods. They were beautiful. They were like white hexagon with a little uh, circular door that opened up where the body went in. But essentially they're basically the same sort of thing. And nothing is added to these bodies. Nothing is done to them. Um, so we all have the microbes living on our, on our bodies and on our skin. And the only thing that changes is we die. Once we die, these microbes go to work and we they are basically providing the environment for these microbes to live in that is perfect and for them to change the body's composition into a compost composition. So they wrap the, the body in a, a fabric shroud uh, usually and then they cover it with organic matter. So what I saw them doing, they used gum leaves, but they also use... Um, straw wood chips and alfalfa and it's almost like a it's almost like a burial incense because the family comes there and they can help partake in that sort of side of it so it's kind of it replaces the burial side of a, of a funeral um so to speak um and then over time they, this happens all in the span of 30 days which is amazing so one month um over time the molecular changes um it it neutri basically neutralizes any chemotherapy um, the person's had any pathogens any chemicals all neutralized and they break down and they become now this was an american measurement one cubic yard of soil and that works out to be 0.76 of a cubic meter now i um recently my husband built a planter box outside and we needed a cubic meter of soil to fill that planter box so i basically it just occurred to me that I am short, just three, three, 30, 30 centimetre, cubic centimetres short. Um, I, I could have the equivalent of a dead person in my in my front yard. Like and the planter box that I have built could essentially be um, one of my relatives. Could be myself. That could be me. I could be that planter box. I could, you know, help these these plants yeah. grow. It's, it could be me it's i'm saying it, it's the equivalent of one human body which is pretty cool anyway i digress i'm talking really really fast but i'm really excited about this it's cool um i'm i'm actually see it, it made me realize that we think burial we think cremation cremation we think is good because you know it means there's no cemeteries there's no land and land and land now is really hard to get especially in really dense populations in cities it's expensive to find burial plots, um, and as I've uh, as I've discussed, oh, I've discussed in previous episodes, but I don't know if I've aired them. In certain countries, you have uh, some countries have a certain time where you are allowed to have that land, and then you get removed. So um, because because of land being at such a, a premium, and we we've seen it here. You see it at urban sprawl. You see rural places get taken up by housing estates. You see. Um, a double block of land that normally would have like an old color, uh, an old fibro house on it get knocked down and like units or townhouses get. So land is important. We are running out of it. People are living for longer, population's booming, and, you know, you can't have these huge, huge spaces for, for cemeteries. It's just, I mean, look, I appreciate that we all got to die. I'm not someone that wants to take up a plot in the ground. So I'm, I'm on the side of cremation because i figure okay that's good and i'll just get
sprinkled it wherever and whatever and I'll be done and there's no I'm not taking up any space I don't need to take up any space I'm going to be gone then I realized that cremation actually has quite a very negative uh, effect on our environmental it, it, it is an environmental uh, it's problematic it's not green because uh, you know you're burning a human body you're it's like burning it's burning waste let's just put it bluntly it's burning waste um, and it is very very popular now cremation is one of the most popular uh, form of uh, ways of people wanting their body disposed of and therefore as that increases so does the co2 and all the other stuff that happens when the body is burnt so as much as i i love that idea now that i've learned about this idea i would love this to be i've actually changed my mind i would love this to be the way my body is um is disposed of but i have a feeling that this probably won't be legal in Australia. Fucking euthanasia isn't even legal in New South Wales at the moment, so I don't know how <laughs> how human composting is going to go here. If, if it's only legal in three states in the US, and they're already got, they've already got water cremation over there, they're already experimenting with liquid nitrogen cremation over there. Like, they are so ahead of us. I don't know if that's going to happen here. Anyway, maybe they can post me off and then get me done and then bring me, look, either way. I've changed my mind basically was the was the um was the outcome the soil is cured and it's not and it you know what uh, they they wanted to think that it was special they got it tested by all these different soil people and it is just your plain old compost you're just a plain old soil it is nothing special because it's people when it and it makes you realize we are just organic matter we are nothing more we're nothing less we are not special um, so when we die, we are just like, um, and this all came about because of farmers composting their dead animals. Um, we are no different than a cow that's died on the field that gets composted. We are exactly the same. So basically for the 30 days, it allows, they, they give it the right settings. They make it humid. I would imagine they make it kind of warm and snugly and cozy. And that is, that's where everything goes to work. And literally, they, in 30 days, they open that tray and you are soil. Essentially, you are soil. There are, uh, I think they also have to, they probably sometimes use the, the blackened deather, the, the blender, for the chunkier bits. I know that's not the actual, I think they call it a cremator, I think it is, I'm not sure. But they use that, um, that device to get rid of any bigger pieces. But really, it is amazing. Uh, I cannot tell you how amazing this soil was. It looked like mulch that you would get from um, your local landscaping place. It it looked very nutrient-rich and it looked just, honestly, if, they, if I'd come across it, like that, I, I probably could have got that delivery from my, from my garden bed. I would not have been um, any the wiser that it used to be a person. So, And they've had people ask to keep some of it. There are people that have brought their utes and like and a shovel and loaded their loved one on the back of a ute so they could sprinkle around their gardens or their properties. Like it, it, or you can have it donated. So that was another thing that they did. They donated it to uh, forest areas and things that needed to have regeneration done to it. And it was so amazing that these people, like there was an area where there was about twenty eight people laid to rest there. Um, in just the form of a massive mound of soil and they were using them all over the place and by helping them regrow trees and growth 
that um, they were helping not only the the trees and the, the forest regrow, but it was helping. Um, I don't want to say it was trout. I think it was bass. It was a it was a particular type of fish, but the fish need the water to be cold. They're quite divas, and they needed it to be cold. So by having more trees grow, therefore, the, there was more shade. The streams were colder, and therefore the fish just bloomed, and they were able to uh, repopulate and be happier, and of course more happy, more fish, and all those sort of things. So, and keeps the waterways clean by having fish in them. So, you know, win-win for the whole. The whole environment was just amazing because we added one thing in the mix that helped, and it just domino effect where it helped everything else. So this. I feel is an amazing thing. I don't see it happening in our country, but I would love to get on board with it. So this this bill for California to have this legalized is going to happen in next is going to happen next year. I'm kind of hoping that if these people contact me, I would love for it, a push for it to become more aware over here and maybe we could look into that happening in Australia. I would be way on board with that. Um, I can't imagine why you wouldn't do it um there was also they were claiming that there were what was it ethical ethical issues so when the soil is tested they break it down and they test to make sure there's certain things that so oil or all, all soil sorry not oils all soils need to be tested to make sure they're safe regardless of what it was made out of so we're not any special we are just compost like anything else so they test the soil they test it for a few things. They test it for fecal coliform, which I would assume is fecal matter, so they make sure that there is no bugs in the soil that can make people sick. They also test it for arsenic. They test it for cadmium. They test it for lead, mercury, and selenium. So obviously these people had dandruff and they had to um, wash their head. No, look, so they make sure so there's certain levels that are safe and they make sure that the levels in this sample of soil are all under the level that they deem, um, you know, borderline before it becomes unsafe. And it's all tested, so it's all fine. Um, yeah, I, I found this a fascinating thing to look into. I can't see it being any greener than this. I mean, look, if you want to be buried, that's fine, but then that's something to consider the fact that, you know, when you've got to think about this, you've got to think of, think of the fact that a coffin does not break down. It really doesn't. I've seen. I have. I've see. I've spoken to um, a lovely couple who are grave dig grave diggers, and they work for um, our local council. And I've been trying to get them to inter to interview them for the podcast, but they are so old school, they didn't even know what Zoom was, um, which is fine, and that's absolutely fine. And I was trying to accommodate them, but they are also incredibly busy. So that was really. Um, it's just a downer that I wasn't able to talk to them sooner. But um, hopefully one day in the future I can say that I've spoken to them and everything is hunky-dory, happy happy Larry. But they were telling me about uh, body, ex ex I want to say exhumation, but that's not a word. I'm making up words now to suit my own to suit my own vocabulary. So they exhumed a body. And this body that they had uh, exhumed was, I believe, from memory, I think they told me it was like 70 years old. The coffin was intact. Um, and basically when they um, removed the body from the coffin, it was just like a soup. It was just black liquid. Um, 
it completely had broken down and then you've got your skeletal remains. So just something to think about when you're buried. It's not, you don't sit there and look, I mean, unless you're, unless you are embalmed because the embalming process takes out all the bodily fluids, replaces it with chemicals and keeps you beautifully pre preserved and you kind of dry out like a nice leathery handbag. But uh, essentially most of the time that doesn't happen. That's not the case. And you know, your coffin itself is there to almost protect you. Um, I've seen, and I'm sure it was a metal coffin. I've watched Mythbusters back when Mythbusters was a show. It's not anymore. And they tested something about being buried alive and they'd used, they used a cheap coffin, but I believe it was like a metal coffin because I remember one of the guys, I think it was, I can't remember who, who it was, Jamie or, um, oh, what's his name? Jamie. Jamie and the other guy. Fuck, that's so rude. What's the other guy's name from Mythbusters? You know him. Jamie. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna live Google. I can't leave it like this. I can't leave it like this. Mythbusters. 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 Do you remember who he is? Jamie and Adam. Oh my god. How did I not remember Adam Savage? I don't know. Oh. It's true, although he does an explosion show, which is really good. You should watch that, people. Anyway, um, Adam gets buried alive, and the pressure from all the soil on top makes the metal coffin lid buckle. And, um, yeah, it, it's quite it's quite uh, confronting, actually, when you watch something like that because the whole thing buckles in and takes up a lot of space in the in the casket. So that's another thing too, because I didn't know you could have a metal fucking coffin, but apparently you can. So I suppose it's all about cost effectiveness, timber. And, and then again, you've got to think about the timber that gets used just to be buried, like a, a perfectly good tree that could be something useful, could be something beautiful that could just provide us with oxygen, gets used to be put under the ground. And all that does is create more carbon dioxide when that tree if it was still alive, would be taking in carbon dioxide and be good for the earth. Anyway, we're all trying to do things about climate change and I feel like this subject and this sort of area surrounding death is very, very important and very, very apt for the time that we're in at the moment because you have to think that, you know, we're running out of, as I just learned, as I just um, discussed with my youngest for her homework, we're running out of non-renewable energy sources like oil, and gas and we've got to look at renewable energies we've got to look at solar wind powered not that that has anything to do with death per se but you know we can't keep doing what we're doing and think that we're going to be able to change um the outcome at the end you can't keep um doing the same activity and expecting different different results that's just like the definition of insanity i'm pretty sure uh look it up it's in the dictionary um, so yeah, you've got to you've got to think about different things. So as I know that we are stuck in this in this tradition of doing everything the same. You know, your mum was buried, your grandparents were buried. You want the same sort of thing for yourself, and and everybody is stuck in that tradition. But we can't keep doing that the way we can't keep going the way we're going. And I honestly think that we do these traditions for for our loved ones. And look, I'll be perfectly honest. I am glad that my mum did not want to be buried because I don't think I would want to 
I would probably I'm not the type of person like I have a I have a father that's buried I have lots of relatives that are buried granted I didn't like my father that's a whole other story but I've I think he's been dead now since I was 12 so what's that 28 years that's 30 yeah 40 yeah 28 years right I think I've only visited his grave oh I would say twice and why I went there is because I was already there for other people's funerals. And I have been at that cemetery many more times than twice and I've not visited him. Now, look, I know that's a different story, but I've got other relatives there. I don't, I just, the whole thing of looking down at someone, looking at a patch of ground, knowing that they're sitting there beneath me, it's never appealed to me. I don't think I'd want to put, no, I'm sure, I'm sure I don't want to put my loved ones through that. I don't want them to be tethered to something when I'm gone, when I'm gone, I am gone. And there is, I'm not going to be sitting there at that gravestone just like, oh, I hope someone visits me. It's not, that's not what I want. I, that's why I like the idea of cremation and being scattered or, or using little bits of piece of me for, um, you know, artwork or putting it here or sprinkling me there or just, you know, adding me like Salt Bay, just sprinkling me on the garden, whatever they want to do. I don't, I feel that, and, and come on, you've got to realise that when the machine is broken, the machine is gone. The person is gone. Wherever they've gone, they have gone. They're not tethered to that piece of meat anymore. It is gone. You know, if you're going to start thinking, but that person is tethered to their remains, then you're going to start thinking, shit, how many dead cows, how many Maccas, Big Macs did I eat? How many dead cows do I have tethered to me? How many pigs do I have tethered to me from every sausage and egg McMuffin and bacon and egg McMuffin that I've ever eaten? How many, oh, God, how, how many chicks are attached to me because of all the eggs that I've eaten? My God. You know what I mean? Like you can't think that there are, there, do you think that? Maccas is good. You love Maccas. You are a Maccas addict, I would say. I want some tonight. You want, you want some tonight? No, it's not happening tonight. No. Please. I need you to go get me some water because my mouth is super dry. I'm talking super fast. Please, please. If, if, um, by the time I've, obviously by the time that I've aired this and recorded this, kids are back at school for people in most parts of um, Australia that have been locked down. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, makes you appreciate them that little bit more when they're gone for six hours a day, I must say. Um, but, yeah, you've got to think about the practicalities of it. I, yeah, it just, just give it a thought. I know a lot of people can barely even bring up this subject with loved ones barely even you know some people hate talking about it but it is something to give thought to thank you very much for my water i appreciate it greatly okay. good night bye <laughs> sure you sure it's not good night it's in the afternoon okay fair enough just some, just something to consider just something please don't press a toy Jeez. oh i stepped on a chicken now you're going to carry that one around with me all the time <laughs> it's something just to consider Something to bring up, although I know that this is probably not going to be around. Hopefully, it's going to be around by the time. I'm hoping to be around for a, a lot longer than what I am now. I'm thinking maybe, I'm hoping more than, <laughs> if I give my six years, give myself six years minimum, I have this thing where I, I hope I can outlive um, my father who passed away at 46. So I'm hoping I can beat that score. Um, <laughs> if I can get there, I'll be happy. But I'm hoping to like live for maybe another 40 years, fingers crossed, touch wood. But um, yeah, hopefully by that time we can progress and we can have 
these options for us to choose from. You know, it's one thing to want this option, but it's another thing for it to be available. So if it's not available, hey, just think about a natural burial. And there are so many funeral directors out there that are offering natural burials. You can, and we've we've talked about it on previous episodes where you can even be buried on plots of land that you own as, you know, there's certain conditions, but it, it is possible and you don't have to rush. You don't have to put that person in the ground within a week. That that ship has sailed, but it has been written, it is done, it is not the case anymore. You have time. You can take a moment to stop and think, what would that person want done with their remains if they haven't expressed it to you already? Another thing, go back and think about what you want so that you can tell your loved ones so they're not sitting there second-guessing their decisions. If it's if you make it super-duper clear what you want, then they can, it's a no-brainer for them and you're really doing them a favour. You would want what's best for them everybody wants what's best for their children their partner or whoever's around when they pass away so try to think about that if you can and see and have you have those choices and you have the power to to look at what you can do with your remains and go from there I literally just told my youngest to go recycle some cardboard for me and she said we're going to recycle these bodies see see you can just teach the new generation the greatest ways of just recycling even if it includes people. Would you want to be compost, Sammy? Would you want to go in someone's garden and, and look after their plants and then be a beautiful rainforest or a beautiful tree? Maybe, but definitely not that house. Definitely not that house? No, that's all right. They don't have any place to put soil anyway. That's okay. You could be put in a beautiful rainforest. And then people could go hiking through you every day. It would be lovely. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the times that I've gone hiking and, and nature is called, that's probably not a good an analogy to use that, but still. But it's an idea. Anyway, it's an idea. I'm hoping I can talk to some people in the States and they might want to have a chat with me. I know they're very busy and, you know, it's America too, so there's going to be a crossover of time and stuff. But fingers crossed we can do that. Let's get the conversation. Let's start normalising it now that this is a very normal, um, regular option that we can add to the whole burial cremation slash science um, look, we could say it's science. You want to you want to put it under the science banner. We can do that. That's absolutely fine. But it's just a natural way of returning people back to the sort. You know, there's all the sort of thing where people go, oh, "When I I came from the earth, I'll go back to the earth." And what better way than to do it this way? Let's if we can make it normalised and we can start the discussion now. Then eventually, when this form of I want to say burial, let's just call it burial. When this form of burial comes to our shores. And it won't be so weird. People won't be so um, standoffish from it. And hey, maybe we can we can get this passed in Australia. Whether it even be if it was just in one state, then what the hell? Let's just do it in one state. Then you know I would be quite happy to ship my body off to say Melbourne or somewhere that's not New South Wales to get it done. And then you know. My family can come visit me when they're on holidays and they go somewhere and they go to a rainforest and they're like, let's go visit mum and that's where she'll be. Why not? Let's let's just make it normal. So because God knows it's, you know, it, we can't, look, it, we have to face the fact that we can't keep going the way we're going and we can't keep doing what we're doing. And uh, unfortunately, you know, there is the, the option of science and being like donated, for example, to the body, fam, body farm. Why do I keep saying body fam? I don't know why I keep doing that. 
So it takes throwback to 40-hour famine. God, do you remember that? Anyway, so that was a side note. <laughs> um, famine also causes death. But anyway, on a, on a happier note than that, the, the body farm option is so popular now that they have a waiting list and they can afford to be choosy with whose bodies they accept and whose they reject. So, you know, they're kind of turning into a bit of a John West situation where they only they only accept the best. And, you know, if you've got limbs missing or there is some, if you and also too, if you donate your organs, I don't know if they're going to want to accept you because your body is compromised. It's not, it's not in its original state. They may want only people, again, if anyone's listening from the body farm or if anyone knows anyone from the body farm, I would happily discuss this with you. I'd like to know how choosy you can be um, and how, how you go about selecting the subjects for your studies. But no one wants to talk to me. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to me. So if you want to talk to me, contact me. I have a Facebook page. Um, it's facebook.com forward slash Tad Winky, which is T-A-D-W-N-K-Y, which is short for talking about death will not kill you. And, um, or you can, you know, you can hit me up on my, uh, anchor page. Um, I'm pretty sure you can contact me through other mediums of how you listen to your podcasts, but I would love to discuss these sort of subjects. So if anyone knows anyone, please forward the link of this top podcast tell them i want to talk to them i would happily accommodate any schedule they have to to chat about these sort of things but we need to look at the time where um you know you might want to do something good with your remains and unfortunately you may not have a choice you may not have the option to do such a thing so if when it comes down to it it might be a matter of thinking okay all right, so I don't really want to be cremated and I don't want to be buried in the traditional sense. Like my options are limited. So anyway, think about it. As we go along, more and more options are going to be a pop-up, <laughs> pop-up like little dead people. <laughs> um, no, they're going to pop up and be available to us. So like cremation is no longer, is not, it's, it is no longer, the option of just going into the pizza oven. It is going to have another option of liquid nitrogen, which is if you've ever seen an experiment done with liquid nitrogen, fuck, what a way to go. Um, although I love my favourite experiment with liquid nitrogen is being um, when they make ice cream with it. Don't think they should do that with human remains, though. It's probably a bit off, but, you know, mm, creamy. Uh, <laughs> this one's gone all over the shop. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm in a tizzy because I'm going to see my best friend on the weekend. And I can't think straight. And she's probably going to listen to this podcast after the fact and be like, yeah, you are. Um, so, yeah, and probably not ice cream being made with, with dead bodies. But, you know, liquid nitrogen is a very, um, pardon the pun, cool way of cremating a body. Um, and it is it is better for the environment. And, you know, at the end of the day, you just want what's best for the people that um, survive you. And what a better way to be responsible for that and to not cause any future ramifications just because you've passed on. We don't need to fuck up the earth just because you lived. You live through other people. People will remind, remember you. They will love you. They will cherish your memory. You don't need to cause negative effects just because you were here. You are special. Everybody's special. We're all fucking special, but we don't need 
we don't need to be, you know, we don't need to to plant a flag and go, I was here. That That's not necessary anymore. You just don't be a dick is essentially what I'm saying. So think about it. Have a conversation with people. Um, go to your local flower power and ask them if they would consider composting your body for you. You know, they have those... They have those big concrete um, sectioned off bits where you can buy soil. Just ask them if you can just crawl up in one of those and wait a month and then boom, you know, they are one cubic, they're almost one cubic more. Imagine that. Imagine if Flower Power could buy or any landscaping company could buy a loved one. That, you know, okay, I think I've gone too far. I have. <laughs> Just thinking you can make, instead of costing money for a funeral, you can make money. Like seriously, if they were willing to pay a good, decent amount for my almost cubic metre of body for soil, why not do that? And then my loved ones would get money from my demise. Like, isn't that a great? Now you can be mourning, but then you'd have you'd have the money to do something good with your mourning. You'd go on a holiday and mourn. You could, you could, if the money was right. No, no, seven weeks is too long. You won't get that much money for me unless I get bigger again. What I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is that you literally, you would be able to fund a week off work that you wouldn't have to use any of your leave or your bereavement or whatever like that. You could fund that grieving process. You could have a week to grieve and you wouldn't have the stress of any financial, you wouldn't have to, not only would you have money to have that week off, but you wouldn't have any financial stress of, of, paying for a funeral and the, the, also the time that takes to plan a funeral and all that other shit that goes with it, that rigmarole, like really, that, that I don't know, it just sounds like a perfect scenario for me. You wouldn't have to worry about that stuff. But then again, I'm the death nerd in this family and in this house and no one else, it scares everybody else and it, it intrigues me. So, yeah, I'm, this is why I need people to talk to on the podcast someone that i like talking to other deaf people other deaf people other deaf nerds i see dead nerd people anyway that's enough for me today this this is a weird podcast probably weirder than any of the other ones i've done stay tuned because hopefully i'm not high on sugar i had a, I had a salami bed ro bread roll bed roll what the fuck is going on there is no sugar in my system whatsoever right now, and I don't know what's wrong. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I should go fix that. Uh, a lot of my brain is missing, yes. Thank you very much. I don't think they can hear you, so I'm just repeating what you say so that people can understand what you're saying. I think they might have heard that. Anyway, um, I'm going to finish off this episode with just saying I hope you're doing well. <laughs> think about composting your body for your loved ones. And uh, upcoming episodes coming up, just to give you a little teaser, David has prepared um, an episode for me about music, so death in music, um, and we've not not so much with the artists that die. I think it's more about the songs revolving around the death. And we're gonna. I've got. I've had some interviews lined up that I was hoping to release as a series, but I don't think I'm going to do that because uh, my options to interview more people and more nationalities has kind of dried up. People now, people are free. No one has time for me. <laughs> No one's stuck in their houses anymore, so no one has the time to do a Zoom conversation for an hour. They want to get out and do shit. 
and I am totally on board with that. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so I spoke. I've spoken to a few different nationalities of people and religions, and how they all deal with death differently. And it's quite funny. So one of the, um, it's not hilarious. Oh no, it's funny. No, it's not funny. It's quite apt that. <laughs> I am, I feel like I've got ADHD. I am like all over the shop. I hope that if you are like running to this podcast, because I know Danielle runs to this podcast, I hope you're doing a fucking, a personal best because I feel like I am just like all over the shop. All right. Um, I don't know why I slapped my thighs together. I'm so sorry. Uh, so basically the one of the people, my husband's laughing in the other room, so at least I know that I'm on a, I'm on a good episode. I can see him shaking his phone, so he's laughing. Um, the other day, I so we have been free in Sydney for probably about two weeks now, I would say. It's two weeks. The other day I noticed uh, a house that I passed on the way from one school drop-off to another with a shitload of cars out the front, um, and there were a lot of people just sitting under, so they had a, what would you call it, a gazebo set up in their driveway and they had a lot of people just sitting there and I kind of was just like, oh, they're having, that's a weird, it was like 8.30 in the morning that I was passing this house and I thought that's a weird time to be having a party and there were way more cars in and I've, you know, I travel this street all the time. There was more cars there than normal um, and then I was walking one day and again, same sort of issue and I bumped into a friend who um, lives just around the corner and she would we were chatting and she mentioned, oh, have you seen the house that um, the that had a, a family member pass away? And it was a Maori family and their loved one had passed away. And as soon as she said that, everything clicked into place and I knew exactly why that was. And she didn't even have to explain it to me which because she she's of Maori descent and I, I'm so proud that she didn't have to explain it to me or she didn't even offer to explain it to me, but she didn't need to because I understood. So I'd spoken to a woman who um, explained to me the whole process that comes with a Maori funeral. And I can't wait to share it with you because it is so amazing the way they do it. Um, and everything just clicked like, of course, of course, that's why they had people there. And I even um, drove past at the same time. This street, I can't remember when I was driving past. I'm sure it wasn't a weekday. I can't tell you the day it was, but I was lucky enough to be there when the hearse drove up to take their loved one away. So they had had someone pass away and I won't give away too much of the episode, but basically they have a, they have their loved one there. Um, that stays, someone stays with them all the time and they had their loved one there for people to come and say to farewell them, so to speak, spend their time with them. Um, and the hearse was there picking them up, taking them to their final resting place. So I, it's so funny. So I bumped into, I, I drive past this house on a frequent, um, rotation and I was there when the when like I just I was just like oh this is cool I get to see it and the, the street was packed with so many cars it was ridiculous they because of COVID and people having to check in just to be on the safe side they had it they had a QR code out on their letterbox so that people could check in to make sure everything was safe and that they were doing their bit for tracing and such like that but I found it amazing that I don't know if it's because I was open to it that I saw everything and then I took note of everything, I don't think it would have been. I think I would have sat there going, oh, that, that's weird and and kind of uh, inferring what I thought was happening. But it, essentially, like, I was just, like, right on the ball. Like, I know exactly what's happening. I know what's doing and I know how, how their process is being done. And uh, I don't know if it's just because I was open to that, that I believe it. I don't know. It just felt very apt that I was there and able to see it happen and on multiple occasions too I got to see how their funeral 
came about. So when that episode comes up, I urge you to watch it uh, to watch it. Don't watch it because you won't see anything. Listen to it. Um, it's it's very eye opening actually, and there's a lot of I learned from talking to different. So I talked to a Maori uh, person. I talked to someone from the Philippines in their traditions. I talked to somebody who is um, Coptic Orthodox which is kind of like it's still kind of similar to catholic in the way that they um in the way that they do their things but it's a nice range of different nationalities i really want to talk to someone who's jewish and i'd l- i would absolutely if anyone knows anyone who is um aboriginal or knows anyone who could talk to me and explain to me how they deal with death in that culture that is something i also want to be very open to and discuss but i just not had anyone put their hand up to offer me that sort of thing so um i'd love to i feel like education needs to needs to happen we all need to be aware and and the more we know the more we can be respectful and we can be and you know the more you know surely can only be a benefit and and help everybody else out so yeah if you know anybody that would be willing to chat with me via zoom for an hour it's you know just a very casual chat. You've heard these pod if, if you've listened to this podcast or at least five seconds of it, you know how fucking loose I am. So it is just a casual chat, and we can go from there. So I will let you go because I have chewed your ears off for forty five minutes. And fuck if we if I was to like slow this podcast down, I reckon I could have stretched it to at least an hour and a half. But I have just gone full pelt um, with some sort of ADHD person channeling me with this um with this talking so but maybe I just haven't talked to enough people today maybe I'm just trying to do your ear off but um thanks for listening um be good and those um episodes will be out shortly you learn seriously you'll learn a lot um I am excited to air them because it's they're just they're interesting interesting topics but you know that's me I'm a death nerd what do you do all right so take care and I'll talk to you soon bye bye